I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Chino Liao, and Rowan ASH together on another Thursday live stream. No Ro Moran for this week. He's got some important errands to run tonight. Na sumakto lang sa live stream natin. And that's also why we're not on Kumu for this week. We really tried to work our way around not having Ro with, uh, with us during the live stream. Pero ganun talaga, we couldn't work it out in time. So it'll be just us here in the comment section on Facebook. And if you're listening to us on the audio-only version, then first, thank you. Second, please leave us a five-star rating and follow us that in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's another big week in wrestling, gentlemen. We are coming off of AEWX NJPW's Forbidden Door, which we'll talk about in the audio-only version of this podcast. And we've also got NXT's Great American Bash and Money in the Bank. All of that, pag-uusapan natin. And we're also going to be paying tribute to one John Cena for our TBT segment because he did celebrate his 20th WWE birthday this week on Monday Night Raw. Yes, Abby, wala kami sa kubo. Kasasabi ko lang kasi wala si Ro and si Ro yung assigned dito. And let's just go around the room first, get a get a temperature check of everybody. How are you this evening, Rowan, since the people in the comments are asking? Well, the morning wasn't that good. But this afternoon, okay, medyo nakaka-recover. Medyo nakaka-move on tayo. Although... The next six years, hopefully, we're still here. Mm, so, yung mga, sana hindi kayo napapabelat kasi we just saw one of the worst belats in the history of belats. It's all over Twitter, if you know what I'm talking about. Ikaw, Chino, let's get a temperature check from you. Wala. Dapat gagalaw ako today, pero President si BBM pa, wala nang rules-rules. Wala <laughs> tayong gumalaw lahat. Sabihin Uy, sa golden era daw, Chino! Wag 20 na pesos na lang doon itigas. Resign na tayo lahat. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, uh, what a very, very optimistic note that we're starting with. You know, the peso is uh, 55 pesos to $1. So, yung mga pasabay natin later in the year para magiging mas mahal din. It, it's not good. It's not looking very good right now. So, 
Let's try to find something that can help this be less bleak. Hopefully in the form of wrestling, which is why we all enjoy wrestling as a form of escapism. But if you want to be part of the growing community that we've cultivated in our Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community, you can actually join us, Sakto. It is the best time to become a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron. Rowan, tell the good people how they can do that. That's right. If you want to join us on the next WWE Premium Live event, which will be this Sunday, July 3rd. It's Money in the Bank. Sunday, Manila time. July 3rd, you can sign up on Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Sign up to have access on our Discord community where we can have watch parties, which I will handle because Ro will be at the Little Wrestling Federation tapings. And you will also get exclusive review content of the weekly wrestling shows and pay-per-views every week. Not only that, we will be giving away one free shirt of our own. And if you want all of those things, sign up for our Patreon. And tomorrow is the best time to sign up for our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for only 275 pesos a month. Oh, it's not as low as 250 pesos a month. As, as low as 275 pesos a month because the exchange rate of peso to dollar. Man, if only I waited a week to exchange my money. Uh, look at the shirts. Could have gotten more. Could have gotten more. Could have gotten more. My my mom wants to order the shirt that has my face on it. Pero my, she really wants to buy the shirt because of Chino. Because I don't know, she likes Chino. Oh, thank that's you, good. Tita. That's nice. Thank yes, you. thank you, Mrs. Camacho, for for yes. liking Chino and not me and Ro. But yeah, here are the shirts you can get. Wow, uh, you one free shirt at this mom. Wait, <laughs> 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 I did not throw shade. Sinabi ko lang na ano. She likes Chino and and not us. But yeah, these are the shirts. Sabini Rowan, uh, one of our own shirts. I don't want to give you one of my secondhand shirts, but you can have a free shirt from our own merch line, which you're looking at right now. And yes, uh, grade naman yung spiel reading skills ni Rowan since Rowan volunteered to take Rose's place in the spiel department for this evening's live stream. So there, thank you very much to Babyface producer Kate for showing the good people you wrestling wrestling podcast merch which we are fixing up now for our patrons and for everybody else they are available over on the podcast network asia shop page okay uh, we've got a lot to talk about so let's start with our predictions for nxt great american bash so we're going to be doing predictions let's start off with this match right here it's wendy chu versus tiffany stratton this is happening next wednesday manila time chino have you been following NXT as of late? And what do you think about this story that Wendy Chu and Tiffany Stratton have found themselves in? I have not. So I don't even know how this happened. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't Wendy Chu in like the title match? Of course, she didn't win. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't win. And then after that, see, Tiffany Stratton and Wendy Chu have been going at it. Uh, Tiffany right. Stratton has basically been talking crap about Wendy Chu because the gimmick niya is she's always sleeping, right. yeah. uh, always in a onesie, and Tiffany Stratton's basically like your high-end girl. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say, based on what you've told me, I am going to say Wendy Chu still wins. Because All right. they're, really, they're really doubling down on the Wendy Chu project. Which I don't mind at all. I love it. Yeah, actually, I don't mind at all. I think it's. I think she's pretty fun. It's a different take on a female wrestler. The but they're not just, especially in the WWE, when they're packaged to be like hot or or polished, right? And you have somebody like Wendy Chu who's so against the grain, and they're actually backing her. So uh, I'm going to say Wendy Chu. Ikaw ruin. Ako naman, I'd say well, on this day and age, lagi naman ng kontrabida na nanalo, and I'll go for Tiffany Stratton. 
Is that in life or in wrestling? Or uh, in life, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that, that's that's so bleak. Like <laughs> we're, we're talking about escapism here. We're talking you about you are way too young to be jaded, sir. You are oh, way uh, too young to be jaded. Aren't you just like twenty one? What the hell? And this is this is coming from me, the oldest member of this podcast. Way too young. But so anyways, again, Rowan, let's give you one more chance to make a pick that's not blinded by being jaded. To be fair, though, see, okay, ito serious na sagot na talaga to. I, I'm, oh, picking see, Wendy. See. I'm picking Wendy too because she always outsmarts her opponents. And I, I bet it's another day for Tiffany Stratton to be annoyed. And, and it's going to be Wendy true to win. Yeah, sabi ni Aaron in the comments that he feels like Tim, uh, Tiffany Stratton might pick up the win here at Great American Bash. I don't know. I, I like seeing Tiffany Stratton get annoyed. I think that's the crux of the character. Now, she's this spoiled, entitled, rich kid. So every brat. time she gets pissed off, yeah, she's a brat, diba? So every time she loses, it's fun. It's funny to watch, diba? So I'm probably going to have to agree with Chino here. And I think na, no, Wendy wins here. Let's go on to the next match on the card. You've got the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. It's Toxic Attraction versus Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. And it looks like it's yung pag cash in ni Roxanne, but it's a breakout tournament win. Yes. Now she gets a title shot of her choosing. So, Rowan, sa waka na basa Toxic Attraction, is it time for them to not be champions anymore? Yeah, I mean, they held the title for too long, although they lost it around WrestleMania week. I'm going for Team 2001 because kasi kasi ko sila and Cora Jade is my favorite and para mag pay off din yung victory ni Roxanne sa from the breakout tournament. Mm-hmm. All right, Chino. I'm gonna say Roxy, uh, FKA Roxy, and Cora Jade walk away with the victory here. You guys are correct, or Rowan is correct when he said that Toxic Attraction have had the titles for a while. The Toxic Attraction all belts gimmick, I feel has ran its course. And, I mean, Rock, Roxanne Perez, as she's known now, it was a standout in the indies. I really love that ma- the matches that I saw her wrestle in Impact. So, I nagustuhan ko yung signing signing for the WWE. It's such a great get for them. And if they really, really want to double down on some young talent, no better way to do that than with Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. Oh, sabi nga ni Rowan, diba? Team 2001. Holy crap. Like, I was 11 when these two were born. Jeez. Julian, let me correct you right there. Roxanne Perez is not Filipino. Yes. She, she is, is Latinx. Latina. Yes. Yeah, so yun, I, I get it. Uh, she's you know, not big. She's also brown-skinned like most of us. And malaki rin yung mata niya. But she's not. She's not uh, Filipino. Na siya. But no, no. Yes. Hopefully, though, by next week, we can call her tag team champion. And sabi ni Admin Angelo, parang hindi pa yun yung cash-in of her breakout tournament win. Next up, we've got this singles match between Trick Williams and Wesley. So this one came about because Wesley, obviously on his own now that Nash Carter has been released. And habang emote si Wesley in the ring, Trick Williams came out and started to insult him. So that's how we got to this singles match at the Great American Bash. Chino, what do you think? Wesley, because him being a solo star needs to be established in canon. And he needs a victory, even if it is at at the hands or at the cost of one of the lower-ranking wrestlers. I hate using that term, but you know what I mean. You know, because mm-hmm. they need to establish a single star. Eh, right? He's not a tag yeah. team wrestler. Eh, right? 
So that's that's basically why I'm picking him. Ikaw, uh, Rowan. So para the way na ininsulto si ano Wesley, I I think he uh, he's gonna get the victory and because parang siya yung in the focus most of the time and parang siya yung ipupush. And I, I think it's gonna be leading to an, an uh, North American Championship victory someday. So I'm going for Wesley. Uh, surprisingly, I think this is Trick Williams' first singles match. I could be wrong, but I don't really recall seeing Trick Williams in any singles matches yet. So if this is his first singles match, nakakagulat given how long he's been on TV. Yeah, actually, you know, I think you are right because the only matches I remember him wrestling are tag team matches with um, Carmelo Hayes. But there's the ah, breakout team. tournament. Nung kasabay niya pa si Carmelo Hayes. I think he's in the same bracket. Oh, okay, so he was a singles guy then. Uh right, right. Okay, okay. So yeah, hindi ko kabisad. Like um, ang pagkakalala ko na talaga of Trick is he's always with Melo. So nagulat yeah, na it's a it's a one on one match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there. So just for the record, the prediction for the podcast is Wesley. Okay. We'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll finish out the latter half of our predictions for NXT's Great American Bash. But first, we got to let our listeners know about how they can support the podcast through their online shopping over on Lazada. Yes, next week ng 7-7 sale and marami pang sale na parating. And you can still get your online or your shopping on Lazada because hashtag nasa Lazada yan. All you got to do is use our affiliate link, podlink.co slash IAM. That's podlink.co slash the letters IAM. Type that on your mobile browser, add to cart, and check out on your mobile app. What you buy will help us do what we do here on the podcast at no extra cost. Galing! Pakigrade nga yung spiel reading skills ni Rowan as we take a break to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay, dahil wala tayo sa Kumu for tonight. Rowan, pasalamata mo naman yung mga fans mo. Nagpapakita, no? Love you all. Thank you, Emil. Thank you, uh, Julian. Thank you, Abby. Every, everyone on the comments, thank you very much. I love you all. Oh, shout out to Abby. Bibigyan din niya ako ng sisig stand. So, thank you, Abby, <laughs> sa pasisig mo this weekend. <laughs> Good luck na sa mga cholesterol nating lahat. No? Yeah. Wala na, President na si BBM. Wala na ng cholesterol, cholesterol. <laughs> wala na gout-gout. Kainin na natin lahat. Oh, wala na. Kainin na natin lahat. naman tayo lahat. Oo, oh, na tayo mag-workout. Mamatay naman tayo lahat eh. Ah, such a nihilistic tone for this week's podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> hey, right, back do? to the predictions. Balik, balik. Uh, Great American Bash. Oh, uh, NXT Tag Team Championship. It is an intra-diamond mind showdown between the champs, the Creed brothers, and the team of Roderick Strong and his protege, Damon Kemp. Rowan, what do you think of this matchup? 
this is very interesting kasi parang the last time I've seen like a stable versus stable or like parang parehas na nasa stable na naglaban mm. I think was the Nexus back in, nung naging tag champ sila John Cena and David Otanga <laughs> oh Cena week yeah alright but I, I'm picking the Creeds because I think it's unnecessary for them to lose against Roddy and the other guy Damon Kemp okay why? why why do you think it's unnecessary well, I mean, maaga pa for them to lose. I mean, they just won it from some takeover. I some from some event. I I forgot. <laughs> it was not some event, sir. It was stand and deliver, which is like a takeover. All right, okay, but yeah, I think it's too early for them to lose the belts. So I'm going for the creeds. Chino. I want to side with Strong and Kemp here. I don't know who Kemp is. But for some reason, I feel like I don't mean background at all. How did this this happen? Because for some reason, just looking at it makes me feel like an upset is going to happen. All right, let's set the table first. Aaron is right. Damon Kemp is Gable Stevenson's brother, so Damon oh. Kemp joined Diamond Mine shortly before Malcolm Bivens left WWE. And since then, meron ang parang beef inside the stable na parang Roderick Strong is very domineering. Masyado siyang, masyado sinasakal sina Julius and Brutus Creed. And the Creeds are being more natural baby faces, like giving other teams a shot at the tag team championships. Whereas si Roddy's like, hindi, champion tayo. Dapat dictate again. So, uh, nakakaroon ng friction inside Diamond Mine. You, you know what? Now that you mentioned that he's the brother of Gable Stevenson, I'm still gonna go for Kemp and Strong. So na Sige, yeah, because number one, you don't want to make the brother of Gable Stevenson look like a chump. And I guess you don't need the title for that. Pero feeling ko kasi, if they want to turn the Creed's faces, taking the titles off of them is a great way to establish that, to lead them in that direction. Because champion faces always look better when they're chasing rather than when they are champions. I'm going to agree with you there, Chino, na ano, faces do look better when they're chasing, but I think that Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp winning the championships doesn't necessarily mean that they're facing Creed Brothers. Like I think they're faces right now. I, I think if Roddy and Damon Kemp win here, all the more reason for Roddy to really rub it in the faces of the Creeds Now you don't know how to be champions, so they're going to be away. Rowan, what do you think? So I was saying na ano there's a way naman na hindi magmumukhang chump si Damon Kemp if they lost both Roddy and Damon Kemp lost as Roddy can take the pin naman eh like mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a way that they can protect Damon Kemp basically that's what I'm Why are you going to protect Damon Kemp though over Roderick Strong Roderick Strong is the former champion here like he's held every championship but the NXT title it's because kapatid ni Gable Stevenson yun lang I don't know I mean it's not like they really established it in canon and Gable Stevenson hasn't been seen since, what, WrestleMania? Yeah, WrestleMania. Uh, true. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of inclined to agree with Chido here. Feeling ko Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp win here. Para mas maging kupal si Roddy. Yeah, yeah, mo, champion ako. Because by, first of all, by them losing, they go back on Roderick Strong being a douchebag, as you guys have described. So parang nawala din yung push niya as a heel. And at the same time, it just establishes the creeds as a face more so parang nawala yung direction no story diba? it went one it just went one way instead of going both ways you get what I'm trying to say yeah yeah so parang mas magiging kawawa yung Creed Brothers which makes them yeah. more baby facey yeah, yeah I get it 
Sige, sige. So, kami ni Chino, same kami na prediction. Meanwhile, Rowan predict, uh, predicts the Creed Brothers retaining here. Right, let's get to the North American Championship match between Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller. And this has got to be the most entertaining setup na madalian because just this week on NXT yesterday, if you were watching, Grayson Waller appeared backstage with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. The latter two were cutting a promo and then Grayson Waller stepped in and said, hey man, my mom is a big fan. My family loves you. And Grayson Waller shoved all these items in Carmelo Hayes' face. And one of the things he ended up signing was a contract stipulating that the two of them would have a championship match the following oh, that's week. Smart. <laughs> that is uh, Chino, smart. what do you think? <laughs> I like Grayson Waller, a former guest of this podcast, mm-hmm. fellow Survivor nut. In fact, he mm-hmm. was on Survivor. I don't know if that's enough of a push for him to win, though. I feel like the reason they gave Melo the belt again was to reestablish him as the dominant mid-card champion. So feeling go by merit of that, Grayson might not be able to take the belt away. Rowan, your thoughts? This is really hard because both of these men are my favorite. Melo mm-hmm. being like, modern day MVP because he has that type of swagger and see Grayson Waller basically has that heat yung I remember him attacking Johnny Gargano nung last NXT appearance yan eh. so I'd love to see Grayson Waller actually win this I, I just want a new North American champion because I think nanalo na naman si Carmelo Hayes for the second time with the title I think we need another champion I mean we need a new champion uh, so Grayson Waller strange lang tong ano matchup because you have two heels yeah, in Melo and Grayson. So, hindi mo alam kung sino yung mas babyface eh. I mean, based on our reactions, probably Grayson Waller kasi nakakatawa the way that he got this match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Grayson Waller is very smarmy though. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Too smarmy to be a face. Like, again, this is like something the WWE doesn't do a lot but when it does, it's a lot more erroneous, I guess, than compared to other wrestling promotions because it's so rare. So, it's more difficult at the end of the day. So, I don't know. And still, it's an, I'd still watch it. I, I like both guys, but it's a harder decision for me. Okay, in the comment section, let us know. Si Admin Angelo nag chime in. Na, who do you think will be the de facto babyface in this match between Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller? I would like Grayson Waller to win here, although Chino's right. Masada siyang presko para maging babyface. Eh. So I have no idea how they're going to pull this off. All I know is I will be excited for this just because the setup is funny as hell. Let's move on to the final match of the Great American Bashes card. It's Braun Breaker versus Cameron Grimes for the NXT Championship. Ito, right after Cameron Grimes lost the North American title. He went straight for Braun Breaker. Basically, he said that he wants to level up, mag challenge for the NXT Championship. People don't take him seriously. Braun Breaker, daw, he was basically given a fast pass where he is in his career because of his last name. Whereas Cameron Grimes, second generation, but he didn't have a chip on his shoulder. So the promo game for Cameron Grimes heading into this special show is, has been pretty good all around. What do you guys think about this story? Let's start with Rowan. So the time na sinabi ni Cameron Grimes, or, or the time na he challenged for the NXT Championship, parang naisip ko, okay, the North American title is like the, the workhorse title now. Parang ganun. So parang it will advance you to the world title, kumbaga. 
I think I'm thinking of ano Cameron Grimes kasi parang may point din naman siya sa sinabi niya eh, na like second generation din naman siya. And hmm. I remember na naawarin ako sa kanya kasi he de- dedicated the match before like his North American title match before to his father or state father. So I'm thinking time for Grimes to win this title. Wow, that's a bold pick. What do you think, Chino? Nah, I say Braun Breaker. In fact, I feel like this is going to be Cameron Grimes' last match as an NXT superstar. I feel mm-hmm. like a call-up might be in his imminent future. And this is just a great send-off for him. They're either called up or moved on. So for him to just have his last match being for the title... It's still a victory for him, and people will still remember Cameron Grimes regardless. So I feel like Braun Breaker still keeps the title. Actually, Chino, you bring up a very good point about Grimes. I didn't realize na oh nga, ano siya na nga yung vet dito. Kasi mga kasabayan, diba, diba si Damian Priest, Dexter right. Loomis, Bronson Reed. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, Chino's right. Yeah, no, either Keith Lee, he up had a match with Keith Lee. So wala na sila. That's right, that's right. So yeah, Cameron Grimes being the vet here. I don't know, man. I have a sentimental spot for Cameron Grimes. I've really taken to him since he turned face. I think that he's that plucky Daniel Bryan-esque baby face that people can get behind. And if he had a quick run as NXT champion, I think that seals the deal for him. Like, I don't think Braun Breaker needs to be champion anymore. So I think I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes here. So there. Question from Julian. Bakit daw pinalitan ng WWE Yung vocalist sa theme song ni Cameron Grimes from Josiah Williams to another rapper. I actually haven't noticed, Julian. So I I don't know. This is the first time I'm hearing of it. I think it's because Josiah Williams isn't with the company anymore. Wasn't he released? Yeah, pero matagal na siyang, ano, matagal na siyang na-release from WWE. Like, he's been there on and off. So I don't know why they decided to change it now of all times. Lapsing royalties, probably. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know. So there, uh, those are our predictions for NXT's Great American Bash. Let us know in the comments, or if you are listening to the audio-only version, you can hit us up on TikTok and on Twitter. It is at Wrestling2XPod. predictions natin because we have Money in the Bank, which is happening on Sunday, Manila time. Carlo Pamintuan will be fresh off of his coverage of Gilas Pilipinas. He'll be covering the show with me. In Tagalog on the WWE Network, Sunday morning, 8 a.m., that is when the main show starts. So let's go through the card and with it, pag-uusapan na rin natin yung highlights of this week in wrestling. Let's start off with the Raw Women's Championship match between Bianca Belair and Carmella. Siyempre, alam natin na dapat si Rhea Ripito, but because she got injured, di pa natin alam kung kailan siya babalik. Carmella's in this spot and we talked about it last week. Now, you know, this is not a bad pick. It's a pretty fresh matchup, but what do you think Carmella's chances are at defeating Bianca Belair to be Raw Women's Champion? Let's start with Chino. Slim to none. Mm-hmm. Because Carmella was a placeholder challenger, I feel like this is just another match in the notch of uh, Bianca Belair. So I'm still going with Bianca Belair. Ikaw, Rowan. Hang ako kay Carmella because she can still be like annoying and feel parang last Monday kasi parang naramdaman ko okay parang time niya na manalo although mm-hmm. we all know that it's Bianca who's gonna retain pero parang yung the way she handled her promo parang okay 
<laughs> there is something with Carmela and parang, I remember last week parang I really doubted her pero she still has something in her but yeah I'm I mean going... Carmela's not old it's not like she disappeared for a long time and she's always been great at being a heel no what I mean is kasi because parang yung status niya from being Smackdown Women's Champ parang bumaba and then I think she was mostly involved in 24-7 title runs and then parang nabaliwala na siya para sa akin so kaya nagulat ako like okay there's still something in her and then but for my prediction this one si Bianca so what you meant to say Rowan was you felt that having Carmella in this spot legitimized her again as a contender yeah, yeah. yeah. okay again when nung nasa tag team division naman siya parang wala lang din parang micromanaged sila basically yeah what do you mean so, micromanaged I don't know actually I'm just using words that I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's let's not do that, Rowan. That that's not a good thing to do. Mm. Okay. All right. So so Rowan will shut up, Nala. He'll he'll pull a Daniel Padilla and shut up, Nala. Your hero, you guys. Your hero. <laughs> yeah, bad right, so the people. Pod, so the podcast picks Bianca Belair. Oh, I like that big chino. I like the double meaning behind that. All right. <laughs> next match for Money in the Bank. At a Raw, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey versus Natalia. What did you guys think about that segment last week where Natty came out dressed as Ronda Rousey and then she sung her own praises as if si Ronda yung pumupuri sa kanya? And then Ronda Rousey came out and then Ronda started attacking Natty and calling out things like Natty's boob job. <laughs> I have strong opinions on this. Ronda Rousey went on social media, I believe. It was Instagram, and she defended her Sports Illustrated cover, the, the swimsuit edition where she was the cover model of, and said that she used that platform to elevate women's MMA and to showcase that women's MMA is a legitimate sport. Yes, I agree with you, Ronda Rousey. It is a legitimate sport, pero nakabikini ka pa hindi. <laughs> so it still doesn't diminish what you told Natalia. And for me, I don't know, it still struck me as somewhat hypocritical. Because even sabihin mong Natalia sold out, quote-unquote, Ronda Rousey is the bigger, more established star. She's been in Hollywood movies that just showcase her as being Ronda Rousey. So parang hindi siya enough of an argument for me, unless of course she's okay with being painted as a hypocrite, then she's self-aware enough to do that. Good for her. But if for argument's sake, no, I I, I disagree with her here completely. Admin Jackie points out in the comments that in fairness, this feud is something different. And I'm gonna have to agree here because when Natty came out dressed as Ronda Rousey, she mocked Ronda for being a mom. Kaya si Ronda yung panagot niya kay Nari is, oh, look at you. You ruined your body. You got a boob job. She basically said that. Rowan, what do you think about that? Okay, so the last time I liked Natalia was like 2010 when she was part of the Heart Dynasty and 2012 when she was doing her heel run. And I think this is the first time na nagustuhan ko ulit si Natalia because parang ngayon lang ulit siya nagkaroon ng ganitong promo and TV time. And parang na-impress talaga ako. And she's really impressive. She's not that charismatic, Tama si Ronda, pero she handled her promo very well. I'm going for Ronda still <laughs> because she's Ronda Rousey. 
Because because she's Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I'm done na rin. Okay. I have to say that I will agree with Rowan here. Uh, Natalia being the vet in this scenario really knows how to make her opponent look good. And despite the the meta narratives being told in this rivalry, I will say that Ronda Rousey walks away with the title. Can I just say, can I just add, this is an observation that was shared to me by Mari Fourth of the Wrestling Rehap Up. Sabi niya na si Natty is such a troll right now as a heel that when Ronda posted on Instagram about the chickens on her farm, Natty commented, and I quote, dinner. <laughs> which is such the a trolly thing to do. He gets social media, which I like, because yeah, it, yeah. It, brings, it brings a kayfabe to the real world. So that's an entertaining fact I like. Yeah, so that's what they've been doing on social media to really advance the story. But I'm with you guys here. I think Ronda Parin, yung magiging SmackDown Women's Champion. And I'll explain why when we predict yung money in the bank ng women's side. For now, though, let's go to this next match on the card, which is for the Tag Team Championships or the Undisputed Tag Team Championships, the Usos versus the Street Profits. Rowan, you can go first here. I don't mind uh, Street Profits winning. I think the Usos have been holding the titles for too long. And parang, I mean, does their run right now make them look good? I mean, they sure, they have the titles, two titles. Pero parang hindi enough eh. Parang hindi, hindi solve. Nakukulangan ako. I feel like the Street Profits should win this time. And I think there's other tag teams that are deserving the shot a shot on the tag titles. And with the Street Profits winning, feeling ko mas maraming magkakaroon ng opportunity for the title. Oh, tinumuro win si Admin Jackie. Agree daw sa'yo, all caps pa. Ikaw, Chino. Yes, that's what we want to happen. But is it going to happen? No. So I'm going to say the Usos. Because yeah. they haven't had the titles for that long, you guys. Think about it. When, was the, when did they unify that? Like a few months ago? Two months ago? I will argue, though, that they've been champions since last year's Money in the Bank. That's when they won the SmackDown tags. Oh, the unification, which is what people have been arguing about. Feeling it's a little too early for them to drop one of the titles. They really want to establish the bloodline here. And And if that's what they want to do, if that's what the company wants to do, establish the bloodline as a dominant faction, not just Roman Reigns, but the whole stable, then they're going to keep the titles on the Usos and make them run through as many tag teams as possible. Until dumating sa point na parang si Roman Reigns, wala na tayong mapiling credible challengers. It's not a good that look. That doesn't sound very teams. good. It doesn't. It's not a good look. I agree. But they aren't after the whole tag team division here. They're just after the bloodline because the bloodline brings in the money. Roman Reigns brings in the money. And so that is why I go with the Usos. Sabini Aaron in the comments, the Usos need to win to establish themselves as dominant champions. I don't know, guys. Why do you feel like the Usos aren't dominant? They've been champion for a year now. Like Kait Sabinina, the undisputed thing just happened last month. They've been tag team champions for a year. Like, I, I don't know how much more dominant you can get than that. I get it, though. I, I, I get it in, in some ways. But hear me out here because I'm going to agree with Rowan for a very rare instance here. I'm going to agree with Rowan. I think the Street Profits might win just because if you remember the movie 300, the character ni Gerard Butler, he threw the spear and he wounded Ramses in the face and he made the emperor bleed. 
I think that's this moment. Now, if the Usos lose, it's one way to show that the bloodline is vulnerable. Now, the bloodline can actually be defeated, Kite Papano. And it might start with the Usos losing the undisputed tag team championships. So that again, did it sword sell Amaisi Paul Heyman? No, but you know, that, that's that's like the closest comparison I can make to just you know make this impenetrable faction look human. I don't know, because when you do that, the double double then yung, the it establishes what people already think of the Usos, and that is like a comment section just said that they are not credible champions. That's like a weak link don sa faction na yan. and I don't think that's what they want to go with just yet. Sabi ni Aaron, he would prefer that the Street Profits lose para mag-solo si Montez. People in the comments, do you want the Street Profits to break up? Because I don't see them on their own. Like, I think they're one of those teams na they'll forever be together. And I, I don't mind. Di pa sila ready to break up. I, uh, yun nga, parang mas bagay sila to be together. Parang, they're inseparable, basically. And they have the chemistry. And I imagine kung hiwalay sila, baka mamaya i-pair sila in some random people. No, I just want to say that if they break up, Angelo Dawkins is going to get genetti. Yeah, exactly what Emil uh, said, I, what Emil thought I just said. Because out of the two of them, Montez Ford is the most, the more charismatic wrestler. He is a high flyer, so it's easily easy on the eyes. He's also very funny, very marketable. And Angelo Dawkins, I don't know. I mean, he has personality very out of the both of them. Montez is clearly the Sean. Man, I, I, I don't want to see them break up. I, I just want to live in a world where tag teams don't have to break up. I mean, the New Day hasn't broken up. They've been together for eight years. So, you mga predicting you in the comment section, I don't want to see that happen to Dawkins and to, to Montez. Narin. And I don't want to see another Enzo and Cass na sobrang aga nila nag break. And parang di pa sila ready as a single stars. Yeah, just look at heavy machinery. Look at what happened to Tucker within, what, a month of them breaking up? Iconics. Oh, yeah, the Iconics is a bad, it, it didn't seem right to split Billy Kay up from Peyton Royce. I'm trying to remember her name. Yeah. si Peyton came up with Lacey Evans. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't want to see the Street Profits break up. Let's move on. Next match on the card. We've got the U.S. Championship between Theory and Bobby Lashley. So, ito nag-start to from the pose-off gimmick ni Theory because of his bodybuilding background. Ginagago niya si Lashley. They sprayed baby oil in each other's faces. And here we are. It looks like this is the pit stop before Theory ends up facing John Cena. So, who do you think will be United States champion coming out of Money in the Bank? Let's start with Chino. I'm going to say... And I know, I know people are going to say that the Cena-Theory matchup does not need a title. But at the same time, I don't think Bobby Lashley also needs a title because we all know who he is, what he's about, and he can always just fill the role of the strong man on any part of the card that they come up with. So I feel like Austin Theory or Theory still walks away with the title. Very divided tie in the comment section. I love it. Rowan, where are you going to draw the line? Theory pa rin. Kasi, like, diba build up yung SummerSlam match nila ni John Cena? Well, we don't know if it's happening yet. That's uh, a rumor up to this point. Yeah, pero I, I, I'd like that rumor to happen. So I am assuming that's gonna be... I mean, it's been brewing up for the past few weeks. Like, nag, nagkakasagutan si Cena at si Theory. So 
So I, I it's very likely that they're gonna have a match. So I'm going for theory on this one and for Lashley to put over the younger talent. Mm, okay. I'm going to agree with something Chino said earlier, which is that Theory versus John Cena, if it ever does happen at SummerSlam, it doesn't really need a championship. That's why I think Bobby Lashley might win here. Parang, you need to give Theory something to put a chip on his shoulder again because he's too comfortable now. So he goes up against John Cena and he's really pissed that he lost his US championship and he wants to take it out on the GOAT. What do you guys think about that? I mean, yeah, I get that. I get that point. The U.S. title is a good consolation prize for Bobby, especially after he's been put through like Omos and then now Theory, So it's a good consolation prize to walk away with, and then he can just like rule over the mid card division for a bit. So I can see that happening. I don't have a problem with that. RJ, I'm not sure John Cena will ever win the U.S. Championship again, just because it's one of those regular titles. Now you see Naman on TV every week, and Given John Cena's current schedule with all the projects he's got lined up, I doubt that'll happen. So, I don't know. I mean, it's wishful thinking that making regular or let's John Cena, but I don't think that's going to happen. All right, let's move on to the main attractions for Money in the Bank, and that is the Money in the Bank ladder matches. Let's start with the ladies at the lineup. Natin. It's Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Lacey Evans, Asuka, and Shotzi. Who do you think? Is going to be Miss Money in the Bank. Let's start with Rowan. Okay, dalawa yung pick ko dito actually. If that's okay. Dey salang. Okay. Kung daya. Okay. Lahat ako pick ko lahat. Sige. No, I mean I think it's generous enough kung dalawa lang. Pero okay, so I'm picking Liv because I've been watching her since day one, the uh, WWE day one pay per view or premium live event, and I think it's her time na manalo na ng Money in the Bank. And for the love of God, sana maging women's champion na siya ulit. And yung second pick ko sana, I think Shotzi is the dark horse here. Yeah. Parang, parang siya yung unlikely na manalo talaga dito. And I'd like her to win here. And uh, Pinoy Pride na rin. Wow. Okay. Chino, your thoughts? I, I want to say live. But jumping off something you said earlier, Stan. Kasi gusto ko makarinig yung thought mo muna. My pick is Becky. I think Becky wins here because she's been on a downward spiral. And I think as a heel, you can't go on a downward spiral too long unless you're bum-ass Corbin. So feeling ko with Becky, she just needs to win money in the bank. And then she's going to go after Ronda because my unfinished business pa from you know three years ago. So that's my pick. And that's me saying this with no knowledge of whatever's happening. Yeah, I would, I see now. See now that you say that, parang pareho na din tayo ng naisip. <laughs> I feel I, I honestly, as much as I want Liv Morgan to win, before you brought up what you said, I kind of see Becky winning now. That ang mga winners kasi ng money in the bank in the past have been the unlikeliest, the unlikeliest of people, right? So, so you wouldn't expect na mananalo sila, but then they win and then they surprise everybody because it's such a star-making moment. So that, but that said, at the same time, you still want to establish a superstar matchup for SummerSlam, which is the next big PLE coming up. So I feel like because of that card, Becky versus Ronda fits so well on it. So I'm going to say Becky as well. Yeah, you don't even need to turn anyone face or heel. Just have Becky and Ronda go after one another. You know, you have a money feud right there. Right? So 
I don't know. It's, it's just something I realized when I looked at yung money in the bank card this morning. So thank you, Julian, for putting me over. But you know, I'm, I'm happy with my current job. Thank you. Jackie, admin Jackie in the comment section pointing out that this would be a good match for Shotzi to get over in some way, though. And I agree, diba? Because among all of these entrants in the women's money in the bank ladder match, si Shotzi is a risk taker dito. So she's a wild card heading into money oh, yeah. in the she bank. She definitely is just there to do some crazy ladder stunt. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. And, you know, uh, she'll be a GIF and, yeah. and people will remember Shotzi is around, diba? Yeah. So to finalize, the podcast picks are for Rowan, it's Liv, and then for me and Chino, it's Becky. People in the comments, feel free to add your, your picks for women's money in the bank as we talk about our last match, rather. It's the men's money in the bank ladder match. The field is Riddle, Seth, Drew, Omos, Sheamus, Sami Zayn, and TBD. So first question, guys. Sino si TBD, Rowan? Well, it's either Ezekiel, Elias, Elrod, or Kevin Owens, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, dapat yun yung match coming out of Raw, but because Kevin Owens was reportedly injured, minor injury lang daw, postpone yung match na yun. So we don't know who TBD is going to be. So your pick is still one of either Ezekiel or KO. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, Ezekiel na, for sure. Okay. I mean, wala nang laban na mangyayari because minor injury... I mean, hindi makakalaban pa rin si Kevin Owens. So let's go for ano, uh, Ezekiel. Ikaw, mm-hmm. who do you think TBD is going to be? I am going to say... I'm going to side with Rowan here for the, for the first time as well and say uh, <laughs> it's either one of the, the, the E brothers. It's either Ezekiel, Elrod, uh, Samson Elias. Yeah, one of them. It's one of them. Because... Uh-huh. Tama nga si Rowan, uh, that was supposed to be the matchup. And I don't, I know, I want Kevin Owens to be in, but for some reason, I don't think it's going to be him. Because there mm-hmm. are already too many heels on this card. So, okay. on, on this match. So, I feel like it'll be whatever he goes by now. Echo. Um, Emmanuel. Yeah, whatever E-name he decides yeah. to, to, to take yeah. on. Ito, my pick for TBD, which I didn't think of until I podcasted earlier with uh, my friends from Rob as a Podcast Network. What if it's Cody? Because Cody has been talking about money in the bank. And then for some reason, after not hearing from him, from him since Hell in a Cell, he appears in an interview segment on Raw where he puts mm. every participant sans riddle over. What mm. if Cody shows up like Brock did in 2019 just to grab the briefcase and be Mr. Money in the Bank as he recovers? Interesting. Because wasn't he supposed to be out six to nine or three to six? I mean, all you have to do is enter, climb the ladder while everyone is down. What is? I wanted to say Cody as well, but then I thought about this injury. So, baka hindi. Pero with what you're saying is, he just comes out and grabs the title a la Brock, and that is yep. still a possibility as well. Yeah, and right? he, has, he hasn't had to have a match because he can just hostage the briefcase, diba? Exactly. Yes, Rowan gets it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like, yeah, like when I heard this, the galaxy brain, ako, I was like, oh, man, why not? To be honest, the, the people on the card, parang, they're not likely to win the money in the bank this year. Parang it's, it's too early or it's just very unlikely for them to win. But it kind of makes sense for Cody to win and just hold it hostage, hold, hold the briefcase hostage. It's not Cody. Let's be realistic here and keep him back on the injured list. No? Let's say TBD is anybody on the roster who ends up getting that spot. From this field, who do you think will win Money in the Bank if it's not Cody Rhodes? Chino. 
uh, Seth Rollins. He makes the strongest case out of everybody that I've seen so far. So I'm going to pick him. You got Rowan. I'm going for Drew because Clash of the Castle. Drew. Mm. So you're predicting that Drew wins it and then cashes in at Clash at the Castle. Yeah. Okay. He, will, he will not cash in directly na mag-interfere siya sa match, but he will cash in like mag-a-announce siya prior. Yeah, like so, RVD. So, parang Cena, Cena sa one-night stand. Exactly, yeah. Okay, okay. My pick is Riddle. I'm gonna agree with Glendale here. I think it's Riddle just because naging made babyface siya after the Roman Reigns feud. And I think if Riddle wins money in the bank, it's the perfect excuse to go around yung stipulation na nung natalo siya, he can no longer challenge Roman Reigns. But because he wins the contract, he can challenge Roman Reigns or whoever is the undisputed champion coming out of SummerSlam. So, I don't know. I, something tells me if it's not Cody as TBD, it's probably Riddle. Tindan natin in the comment section. Uh, people are saying Seth or Riddle, Seth or Riddle. Roman J. Bray Wyatt has not <laughs> been discussed as, as being anywhere near WWF to this point. So, I don't think that's going to happen. Sabi ni Glendale si bossing daw. Vince McMahon. Vic <laughs> no, see Vince McMahon though. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's going to happen either. I mean, you can put your money on that if you want. Interestingly, wala pa yung mga betting odds for the Money in the Bank ladder matches. So if you guys are following that, parang wala pa. So some people, kasi diba, they use that as like a barometer to, for, for their predictions. Pero wala pa. Roman J, you forget Otis climbed the ladder. So oh, that's right. Ni, kung kaya ni Otis, kaya din ni Omos yan. Oh, I mean, he's just big. He's not immobile. Ano yeah. ba? <laughs> Jeez. So there, those are our predictions for Money in the Bank. Again, it is happening Sunday morning, Manila time, 8 a.m. on the WWE Network with Tagalog Audio. Carlo Pamintuan and myself will be covering Money in the Bank. So hope to catch you then. In the meantime, though, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll pay tribute to John Cena, 20 years of him in the WWE and before we get there, though, we have to let you know how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Shopee this time. Again, it's almost 7 7. Uh, next week, Thursday, to be exact. All you got to do is use our affiliate link to support the podcast through your online shopping on Shopee is podlink.co slash W9X. That's podlink.co slash W, the number nine and the letter X. Type that on your mobile browser, add to cart, and check out on your mobile app and what you buy will help us do what we do here on the podcast at no extra cost. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, we're going to be doing TBT for this segment, and it is our tribute to John Cena, 20 years of the 16-time world champion. People in the comments, please leave your favorite John Cena moments in the comment section right now. We'll get to them. I'm a John Cena t-shirt. 
for tonight to celebrate 20 years of John Cena in the WWE. So Chino, since I'm guessing you were the first one to watch John Cena talaga among the three of us on this podcast, right. what's your favorite Cena moment? My favorite Cena moments, and there are multiple of them, are the rap battles that he did during the start of his Dr. Thugonomics phase. They tried to establish him as a white rapper. So yung mga mm-hmm. random people, they had like a rap battle show with random fans just to establish that he is a rapper. Those are pretty good. I love the story he tells, though, that how Stephanie, how he became the doctor of thugonomics. Stephanie McMahon actually just heard him freestyling at the back of a tour bus, in the back of one of their tour buses, going to somewhere. And Stephanie, this is like, she didn't know a white guy could bust a rhyme like that. So wow. she I'm actually, sure she's heard of Eminem. I mean, yeah, okay. But she was actually so amazed that she pitched the idea to Vince to take John Cena away from the prototype gimmick that he had in the in the early days of FCW and turn him into the doctor of thugonomics. So gone was Mr. Ruthless Aggression. And here comes this guy with a padlock around his neck and jorts and, and the pump sneakers. And he actually made it work. And it was just such a good turn for a guy who ran the risk of becoming another muscle-bound wrestler, another generic muscle-bound wrestler. Igor Rowan, your favorite scene of moments? Actually, there's a lot But I'm going to mention the indie moment, necessarily. More of like, when I was getting bullied, he pretty much told me to never give up and rise above hate. It was kind of involved in, in my uh, grade school life. Yeah. So he was like present mostly in the PG era, diba. So parang with him, parang mas inspire ako to grow up and continue with your life. And okay, for the Cena moments, John Cena doing the AA on Batista and then through the stage on Over the Limit 2010. Sobrang ano, And then next week on Ronda Gultao si Batista, he just quit because he got injured. And then next would be this is a symbol of excellence. This is a symbol of opportunity. And the John Cena US Open Challenge starts right now. Ah, okay. uh, 2015. He out, yeah, he would come out every week during 2015 to have an open challenge for the United States Championship. Sobrang nagustuhan ko I really thought he was gonna bust out the, the spinner US title. Pero mas okay na rin yung nag-open challenge siya every week. And parang Yun yung mga moments na I took for granted and I wish I really appreciated more. Kasi parang back in those days, diba, parang it's it's really cool to hate on Cena. Yeah, that open challenge series was what made our guy Claudio Castagnoli, FKA Cesaro, a made man in WWE. So huge props to Cena for what he did then. One of my favorite Cena moments ko, the Doctor of Thugonomics era, I really loved it because I grew up loving Eminem who is a white rapper, right? And then seeing John Cena, a white rapper in wrestling, I was like, that's my guy. I loved the bars he was dropping. I loved how he had epic jersey game because I'm a jersey collector. So I really identified with the Doctor of Thugonomics era. And the second one was a moment I got to experience live, and that was WrestleMania 35, 2019. John Cena came out with basic Thugonomics once more. Naka- uh, Doctor of Thugonomics gear siya, and he, I think he messed with Elias at the time and Elias, it, it just blew yes. my mind. 
I was shouting in my seat. I was rapping along, along with all the other fans. Sobrang gandang moment to be a part of that. And it would not have happened had I not been exposed to Doctor of Thugonomics era John Cena. So 20 years of him being in WWE. Of course, ni naman all 20 of those years nandyan siya. Lalo na ngayon, he's a part-timer. But man, um, yeah, he's really made an of, impact. Yeah, because for most of them, he was invincible. Invincible. So, hindi natin because you can't see him. So, yan, mm-hmm. yan yung mga humihingi ng John Cena meme. Yan yung joke nyo. Dude, alam, alam ba, yung you can't see me was such a thing in my school that the teachers were actually doing it. Like, Which to is, try and be hip with the students, they would do the you can't see me. Unrelated, but just reminded me of a story when I was in, in high school, a teacher asked me the meaning of the word jabroni. Um, because it became <laughs> part of our vernacular. Kids were just calling each other jabronis left and right. So unrelated, but very similar. Igor hey, Rowan, any other thoughts on Cena's run, his career to date? Well, actually, I, I just remembered like a moment with my teacher. So remember those times when the John Cena, he, and his name is John Cena, yung meme na yun. Mm, yeah. I remember he was like always mentioning that in class because he knows some of us in class are like wrestling fans. So he would just uh, hang out with us for a little bit and then he would just mention that. All right. You know, shout out to your teacher who was hip enough to do that with you guys. I, I will say now for everything Cena's done in wrestling, I, I'd also like to add as part of his legacy. Now, I think he's probably the best actor from all the wrestlers turned actors outside of Dave Batista. Because we've talked about this on the podcast. Right. Now, the Rock is the Rock in any movie right. he's in. Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan. Roddy Piper is Roddy Piper. But I see John Cena, he can be Ferdinand. He can be that guy in the Fast and the Furious. He can be the guy in Bumblebee. He can be Peacemaker. All different guys, diba? To be fair, the guy in Bumblebee and Fast and the Furious, same dude. They're both sure. army guys. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but uh, a different character, Trainwreck. Okay. Uh, the, okay. Uh, dealer. Yeah, yeah. Diba? See, Mark, uh, I look like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. So yeah. That's a different guy uh, then, diba? So, you know. Uh, Cena's got acting chops. He's legit. Check it. So Etra, he he's the type of guy who is very serious but doesn't take himself seriously. One of my favorite things about John Cena is his Twitter. Because if you take out the name John Cena, you can easily mistake what he tweets as the Dalai Lama. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, very surprising as a guy who made his living doing this. Right? So yeah. and, and and it's actually one of the more inspirational parts of Twitter that I really love reading from time to time. What, what do you guys think of his uh, Instagram activity? Like it would just oh, it's, it's great. I love how he trolls no. people on Instagram. Like for him, no holds barred. Kaya taka AEW post niya. Yeah. Yeah. Cena knows how to work social media. Talaga. It really says a lot about how how good he is with with social media. Although Abby points out. Minsan toxic positivity rin yung Twitter niya. My point. True. <laughs> yeah, I, I I will give you that. Mm-hmm. Let's go through your favorite uh, Cena moments here in the comment section. Uh, let's start off with Roman J. Yung surprise return ni Cena in 2008 at the Royal Rumble at number 30. RJ picks his debut versus Kurt Angle and the introduction of the spinner belts, which Rowan has on his shoulder. Pakispin nga. Yun. Okay, kala ko di nagsispinning. <laughs> nice to know it's actually spinning. Leo picks one night stand, Cena versus RVD. Iron Man match, Cena versus Orton. Last man standing, Cena Batista. 
Emil says, hindi niya naabutan yung Doctor of Thugonomics era, but his favorite was when Cena brought back that persona for one night in the build-up to his match against The Rock in WrestleMania 28, yung twice-in-a-lifetime. Right. James Andre picks John Cena and the Firefly Funhouse against Bray Wyatt. Si Lester binabate yung twice-poster ni Rowan. <laughs> uh, Leo pointing out that Cena hugged Dolph Ziggler, which was awkward. Bakit man awkward? Eh, they respect each other, and they're probably friends in real life. It's awkward about that. Maybe it's because of that. Because what? Sorry? Uh, because of Nikki Bella. Because they, uh, because they both dated Nikki Bella. Yeah. Oh, tapos, eh, they can be mature about it. Yeah. What's so know. awkward about that? I mean, me being immature, parang nagugulat ako. Bag friends yung mga ane. Like yung, uh, they had the same Joa before. Like, I yeah, mean, favorite immature. Kuparin. Favorite moment ko pa rin yung nag-propose siya kay Nikki Bella tapos nag-break sila sa Total Divas. Boy! <laughs> Bakit Chino, why, why you gotta do John Dirty like that? Huwag naman, huwag naman. Just keeping it real. Uh, just keeping it real. Glendale picks yung 2008 surprise entrance in the US Open Challenge. Dami! Uh, uh, Julian picks the ruthless aggression era of John Cena getting drafted to Raw. The open challenge then. RJ picks yung WrestleMania 19 rap that Cena did. Emil says he loved it when Cena became indie-rific. That's right. Remember the open challenge era in 2015? He was pulling out stuff like the Canadian Destroyer, the Springboard oh, Stunner. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Leo, shouting out Becky Lynch. Ito rin, I want to shout out Becky Lynch. Because in that backstage segment where Cena was saying hi to everybody, everyone was happy, diba? Like, you know, like a normal human being. And there's Becky Lynch to the side, sulking, still in character, which was so good because she really stood out in, in that sea of people. And it reminds me of something Christian said in the ENC part of Awesomeness. Now, whenever he was in a backstage segment, he would always do his best to stand out, even if background player lang siya, because that means you know what to do with the limited TV time you're getting. And clearly, Becky knows what she's doing. So I really appreciated how she was sulking in the background while everyone else was greeting John Cena. Jago picks uh, Cena's 16th world title win, which was against AJ Styles, and the first championship match that Cena won against the big show at WrestleMania 20. Aaron picks John Cena versus Eddie Guerrero, parking lot brawl in 2003. Cena versus Punk, Raw 2013. And John Cena and Randy Orton versus the entire Raw locker room. Admin Angelo picks yung roast ni Cena sa lahat ng kalaban niya in 2005, especially Edge, Kurt Angle, and Lita. Pati na rin Brock versus Cena in 2012. Admin Jackie loves the spinner belt. I think a lot of people do love that spinner belt. Actually, uh, speaking of the spinner belt, James Andre is asking kung saan ko nabili. Actually, this was given to me by Santa Claus back in 2010. Yeah. Right. So, so, so. He was asking. So, yeah, I still believe in Santa Claus. That's a fact. Okay, Rowan. Good for yes. you, Rowan. Never, never change. Yes. So there, <laughs> Glendale asking if everybody, if anybody remembers Juan Cena. Ano to? Nung Nexus era to, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juan Cena gimmick. There was a live event nung nakamask siya. Mm-hmm. Abby says, panira ng mania yung proposal ni John Cena kay Nikki Bella. Sana raw Ms. Maris na lang yung nanalo. I mean, when you look at it in terms of like relationships, I think Miz and Maurice won in you know in, in, in the long run in life, right? Yeah. I like I, mean, I like how 
I like how John Cena called him out for not having kids, and then he right away had three daughters. <laughs> not not wasting time, see the Miz. Eh? <laughs> I mean, you know, Miz Miz lo- uh, Miz wanted to have a family, right? So yeah. who can fault the Miz for that, right? Yeah. Glendale asking, remember when Cena saved Christmas? Because he ni Del Rio si Santa. <laughs> Yeah, That's so, that, that, so random. <laughs> of all the things to remember, uh, yeah. probably because Rowan mentioned Santa Claus. So yeah, there. It is so random. Uh, those are our favorite John Cena moments. Uh, if you have any that you want to add, please feel free to hit us up at wrestling 2 Pod on Twitter and on TikTok. This is the AEW portion of this week's podcast. We kept it audio only because just because there's so much going on in the world of wrestling for this week. So let's talk about Forbidden Door, guys. People were really excited about it. They were saying it's the dream card, the dream show. And did it live up to the hype? Was it the dream card or the dream show you expected? Why or why not Chino? No. It was a good card. Don't get me wrong. It was a good card. It was a good pay-per-view. But leading up to it, we saw all these injury reports and people who aren't able to make the show happen. The yung, yung six-man tag, naging tag team, yung kalaban ni ZSJ, di pa alam until the very last minute. And while we did get Claudio Castagnoli is all elite during the show, I still would have loved to see the guys who were stated to be on the card actually make it to the show. I wanted to see Daniel Bryan versus ZSJ. That was the match I was looking forward to the most. And while that match didn't happen, what we got was a pretty good consolation as well. I still have hope for the future that in Forbidden Door 2, whether it's here or in the Tokyo Dome, mas maganda yung outcome nila. But it's a good start, nonetheless. Ika Rowan. Uh, no, it wasn't a dream card for me or dream show. Because it's very predictable for me. Okay, so looking at the match card, okay, so AEW, most of the AEW versus New Japan match, kung ano yung at stake, whether it's AEW's belt or New Japan's belt, it's easy to tell who is winning. It, parang, it's it's very predictable and it's easy to know who's gonna win. And parang hindi siya naging dream show or dream card. So what did you want instead of what we got? Like, how would it have been a dream card for you? I think sa pag-build up na rin ng matches, I think they... They should have improved there. Like, mm-hmm. like how I always wanted Roman Reigns, diba? Like, parang masyadong predictable na yung victories niya. I want him na yung parang nagwa-worry na siya. Or like, have the champion feel like losing. Or like, yung parang magwa-worry siya. And parang de- magde-delicado na siya. So who did you want that from? Yung fear of losing which champion? Kasi there were several championship matches, diba? I think yung dun sa three-way tag team match, I think parang they, they didn't really build that up that well. Parang mm-hmm. mas, mas gusto ko yung parang, parang pinagyabang lang nila, oh, we're gonna be the champion. Pero yung parang hindi nila, hindi sila nag-worry kasi dalawa yung taga-AEW na kalaban nila eh. So, but, like, isang New Japan lang sila dun. They should have worried like it's either Rapongi Vice or FTR who's gonna win. I mean, I mean to be fair to Rapongi Vice, they are NJPW oh, yeah. uh, legends, diba? So it's not like the kulang sila dun sa part na yon. They just happen to be currently signed with AEW, but they are through and through chaos, diba? So parang, hindi din naman siya kakulangan on their part. Okay. 
Yeah, I think what Rowan was after was yung storytelling leading up to the show. Kasi dun medyo right. nagkulang na. Ang daming yeah. moving parts, ang daming right. nangyayari in each show. So medyo na-sacrificing storytelling, which, you know, I'm gonna have to agree with to an extent. Yeah. From the card that we got at Forbidden Door, which matches satisfied you? Which was your favorite match? Oh, it's gonna be the four-way All-Atlantic title match. One, kasi... Indeed, taga Japan yung nanalo. And number two... I mean, there wasn't any Japanese guy na rin after Ishii got taken off the card. So. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Placed by Clark Connors, an American guy. Pero at least hindi taga New Japan. Yun na nga, yun, yun na rin yung sinasabi ko na it's easy to predict na hindi taga New Japan yung mananalo. Because why would AEW allow a New Japan guy to get their belt? Pero second... New Japan allowed an AEW team to take their tag team championships. Yeah. Yun na nga lang. Uh, give and take na lang siguro. But yeah, se- uh, second part na favorite ko dito sa All-Atlantic title match is because Pac won his first AEW title. He's been there since 2019. And he hasn't gotten anything. And right now, nakuha niya na yung deserve niya. Mm-hmm. Ikaw, Chino, what was your favorite match? Siyempre, you dudes with attitudes there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, can't even fucking stick. 63-year-old Sting jumping <laughs> off the entrance, man. Why are we trying to kill a lot of you guys? Why is this a thing? I don't want Sting to <laughs> die in the ring, No one wants Sting to die. I don't, him, I don't want him to get injured Sting or, like, die. Sting doesn't need to be jumping off shit. He needs to be in, like, a rocking chair or something. Uy, wag naman. Nakakapag-resto pa naman yung tao. So, all the activities. Not this crap. Come on. Sit on the lawn. I, I I I'm gonna I, this might be a, a pick you pick as well, but I'm gonna say ZSJ versus Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah, that was my pick too. Number one, it was great to see our guy Claudio Castagnoli back in the ring again, doing his own thing. It was also a very well wrestled match. Yeah, but it's easily you you can easily. Cesaro, FKA Cesaro here, but. Wrestling against somebody like ZSJ actually brings out the best the best parts of his wrestling game. Because in the WWE, he does a does an airplane spin and then one two three, right? It's a it's a gross generalization of his career. But basically, this time around, at least he was able to showcase things that we didn't see as often as the airplane spin. And I really like seeing new facets of his game. As well, to be fair, as recently as WrestleMania, Seth versus Cesaro, we saw this Claudio Castagnoli okay, at WrestleMania fair, last yes. year, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the US okay. Open challenges, like that Cesaro was the same yeah. Claudio that we watched in Forbidden Door. But I, so, I get what you're trying to say in the sense that he did some things that we never really got to see in WWE, like he brought back the Ricola bomb. Yes, that's a big deal for longtime fans of Claudio. It's actually the first time I saw that move. So, syempre, na- nagulat din ako na may ganun pala siya, diba? But then just, I want to see the people that have been telling me, talking my ear off about how great Claudio Castagnoli was uh, in ROH in the Indies before he got signed. Kasi ito yung makikita natin dito sa AEW in the same sense that we are getting Brian Danielson before he was Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan right now. So I want to see him do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, for all of the reasons Chino said, also because ZSJ is my favorite New Japan guy outside of Minoru Suzuki. And I love Claudio. I, I've, I've said that so many times on the pod. So you, you're the new favorite match. Ko. On the other side, which match is under-delivered and disappointed you? Chino. I, I'm going to... 
I'm gonna have to go with Rowan Spick here and say the uh, All Atlantic title. Wow. Okay. It did. It's not that it didn't live up to the hype, but replacing Ishii with Clark Connors, who did a stellar job, by the way, kind of a it takes a little wind out of it. The match's sale, so to speak. But they match, but just not the type of replacement I was expecting. I guess you could say so. So I'm I'm gonna say that. Although congrats to Pac, man, he deserves that title. So so yeah, just just for that reason alone, I'd say that match. Rowan, for me, it's gonna be the four way IWGP World Heavyweight Title match, just because of the finish. Now I'm I'm not blaming Adam Cole. I, I'm not. I mean, I know that he's hurt, obviously. But I wish they could have come up with a different finish somehow, like in, in a very last minute type of panel. All right. Wrapping up the Forbidden Door reactions part of the podcast, let's, let's take a moment to react to Claudio Castagnoli being all elite. All right. What were your reactions when he finally revealed himself as the latest member of the Blackpool Combat Club? Rowan. This is the best way na in introduce because I, I thought, like, as I predicted before, I predicted sa podcast, but I predicted before na he was going to be the Joker on the Owen Cup. But this, this is so much better. Like, it's, it's a great way to introduce him, and it's a great way that AW is using him. Like, una una, he, he had a great match with ZSJ, and now he had a great match with sa Blood and Guts. So, yeah, didn't really disappoint. Sobrang sulit yung ano. Into wrestling. Chino, do you like him here in this spot as a member of the BCC? I do not. Oh, why? Because now the BCC, for better or for worse, and for me, I think it's for worse, it's just a group of former WWE guys and one kid, right? And, and one kid. Okay. So we like whatever. And I mean, Daniel yeah, Garcia. but the Sammy Guevara is his own star, right? So it's not like he runs the risk of being outshone by the older veterans. Whereas with this, parang na-establish yung concept ng mga tao of AEW haters na tambakan ng WWE yung AEW, right? Yung former WWE guys. And I don't mm. really see that. I wanted Cesaro or Claudio Castagnoli, as he is called now, to have his own moment in the sun, to parang not be associated with the group right away, and not have to take a back seat. Because I feel like AEW is the type of promotion that gives a guy like Claudio Castagnoli his own shot right? at the title, or his own actual singles title run, a run that he never really got to do in the WWE, right? it was teased a bunch of times, and he'd get a mid-card belt, pero he established as a tag team wrestler when he is so much more than that. So I don't want him to just rerun that during his AEW stint here. I want him to have his own thing, na since he's not really that old yet, he can still go. So I want a solo run for Claudio Castagnoli. And I don't know if that's really a possibility with the BCC. Interesting. What I like with Claudio being part of BCC, it's like parang they bring up the past of 
Cesaro facing William Regal and parang naging mentor niya na rin kind of because they parang yun yung lumalabas eh. they worked in the same match and they earned each other's respect the, the Will, William Regal so I, that's what I only like about him being part of BCC did you guys watch Blood and Guts kanina because what did you think about everything that happened syempre see Claudio was the guy who picked up the win for the good guys and you can tell that they're kind of building towards Claudio versus Eddie here yeah, I, I think you okay do that, I guess. Yeah, I think the the rivalry, I guess they have in real life, it's been brewing up for a long time. And I think this is a way na magkabatirin sila. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I hope na they, they would have a great match. Because both of them are for sure they are talented. I I don't have a problem with it, uh, other than those that I already mentioned. Okay. I think it's a good entry point for Claudio. Here, because Eddie Kingston is an established AEW veteran, and as well as sort of the welcoming party for people who are on the up and up at AEW. He put he went through Dan, he, Daniel Garcia, sorry, uh, went through him as well, and then he has this thing with a, the Jericho Appreciation Society now. So, it's a good way for. Eddie Kingston to play a role and at the same time introduce the rest of the wrestling public to Claudio Castagnoli. All I'll say about Blood and Guts is that I normally hate hardcore matches, but I love this one because I needed something like this given what happened today, (laughs) given the reminder of what we will be going through for the next six plus years. It was cathartic watching John Moxley go out there and just whack people with a kendo stick, Eddie Kingston whacking people with a kendo stick, Parang, th- that was the catharsis I needed for today. John Moxley used the fork. Yeah, John Moxley used the fork. Thank you, Rowan, for correcting me. Yeah. Si Kingston yung ano, parang, he was swatting people away with the kendo stick, and it just looked so funny. That's, that's John Moxley in the CCW days, anyway. That's right, that's right. So, good touch to have Claudio win with the sharpshooter. Yung kanyang tribute to his former tag team partner, TJ Wilson, a.k.a. Tyson Kidd. And I, I loved it. I loved how it's probably going to be leading up to that uh, Claudio-Eddie feud. Na nobody really seems to know kung totoo ba yung hatred nila or if it's something that they've just kept up for kayfabe over all these years. Uh, nobody knows. <laughs> People have been asking me this heading into the podcast. I'm like, I do not know. Chino, may insight ka ba? <laughs> yeah, so indeed namin alam dito sa wrestling wrestling podcast. So there. High hopes though as a whole for Claudio and the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club. Congrats to them. Congrats to everybody who was part of Blood and Guts and thank you for listening to this audio only part of the Wrestling Wrestling podcast. For those of you listening to the audio only version stick around. We're going to be talking about AEW in a bit, but for the live stream, let's give you our picks of the week. Uh, let's start with Chino. So my pick of the week goes out to John Cena and that uh, promo he did. He, we were promised John Cena. We got John Cena. And he and the amount of respect he has for the business, for the fans that supported him, for the people that hated on him even, was just very well expressed in the... 10 or so minutes that he got uh, in the middle of the ring. So parang, such a, it's a moment in itself. Eh? And I can't wait to see him in the mat, in the ring again wrestling another match. Uh, a consolation pick will be my guys FTR winning the IWGP tag team title. So those are my two picks. 
Ikaw, Rowan, your picks. Okay, my pick of the week is CJ Serafin versus Fabio Makisig from MWF Republica, which was released from last week on Gank. Uh, I love pros versus rookie matches, and ang intense ng nila, like it's full of kick fest. All right. My pick of the week was the Women's Money in the Bank last chance qualifying elimination match on Raw, which Becky Lynch won. Love it because finally, Becky snapped her losing streak. It's just the break she needed. And I love elimination matches in general. So that was pretty fun to watch to close out Monday Night Raw. Your picks in the comment section really quickly. Julian picks the Forbidden Door. John Cena segments from Raw, diba? It's funny how we saw... The Big Show, Brian Danielson, and Chris Jericho all there. And according to a report from Fightful, sabi nila na WWE just pitched the idea. And when Tony Khan heard about it, he was okay with it. So, ganun kadali. You'd ganun kadali yung usapan. forbidden door. <laughs> si John Cena ang totoong forbidden door. 100% agree. Back to your picks of the week. Glendale picks Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy and Blood and Guts and both stardom cage matches. Aaron picks Blood and Guts. Emil picks Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. And Shibata appearing afterward. James Andre picks Cena's return. Moxley winning the interim AEW championship and the Cody Rhodes interview. Admin Jackie picks G4 and Up Up Down Down collaborating on Arena. RJ picks The Forbidden Door, Blood and Guts, and Cena's 20th anniversary. Leo picks Claudio meeting Jake Hager again inside Blood and Guts. That was a fun moment. The Claudio debut, you guys are mentioning that in the comments as well. Roman J mentioning Sting jumping off the entrance at the age of 63, which is getting kind of dangerous, but okay. Kill an old, why are they trying to kill an old man, man? Why are they? We're going to stop the picks of the week there. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who sent in your picks of the week. Let's wrap up. Chino, anything new happening to you? Oh, yeah. This week on the Class Clown Podcast, I am speaking with the people of We The Public. We The Public is an Instagram page that has garnered quite a a gathering of people. During the elections especially, you can follow them at We The PVBLIC and look through that. And the episode will be out uh, on Friday, tomorrow. Also tomorrow, I have a show with a few friends from around the world you can watch that from the comfort of your own homes and your zoom accounts all you have to do is log on to my link tree oh that's a part of world comedy 2022 by the way my link tree for all the tickets and the podcast links it's linktr.ee slash chino supersized rowan plug the patreon yeah, please subscribe to our patreon so that you can read our weekly wrestling reviews that me and Ro would do and please listen to our audio-only episode for this week. For this week, we interviewed MWF's Chelsea Marie, formerly known as Brown Shirt. We talked about Pride Month. Well, no, we didn't talk about Pride Month, Rowan. We talked about her journey as a wrestler yeah. and yeah. what it means to her to be the first ever trans woman Filipino pro wrestler. Yes. Not sorry. Pride Month. Come on, Rowan. All right. Uh, <laughs> my plugs. Sorry. My plugs. Uh, I got to talk money in the bank with Rob Sester Nino, former Survivor player. The founder of Rob has a podcast, as, as well as my friends Matt Scott and Mari Fourth of the Wrestling Rehap Up. It's up on Spotify and YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you haven't seen Don't Look Up on Netflix, I hope you, uh, you give it a chance with Tagalog Audio. I play Yule. 
si Timothy Chalamet. Uh, that that's his character, and I was the Tagalog voice of Timothy Chalamet's character. So there, of course, you can follow us everywhere. It is at Wrestling Two X Pod on TikTok and Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. It is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast individually at Rose War at China Supersize at Monday Night Rowan and at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to the Babyface producers behind the scenes over at Podcast Network Asia for putting these episodes together. And we will see you on Sunday for Money in the Bank. Catch you then, WWE Network, 8 a.m. On behalf of Chino Liao and Rowan ASH, my name is Stan C. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.